Show, episode number 417. My name is John Morgan. Cold Coffee is with me here at the awfully windy Casa de Cold Coffee. I tell you, you know, I'm... I was complaining about the cold weather in Vegas. I said, hey, man, I think spring's finally here. I think the cold weather is gone. And to my credit and to Las Vegas weather's credit, the sun is out. It does yep, yep. It does seem the chill that was not so fun is gone, but it has been replaced with gale force winds out there. It's been like a hurricane the last two days. I'm telling you. But at least it's been warmer, though. It has been warmer. It though. has been warmer. Nope. But, yeah, I mean, like, it's been crazy. Uh, but it's funny that. It was uh, thunderstorms, at least, I think, in some parts today earlier, and it was gray, but now it's, like, beautiful. But, yeah, the wind just coming around. It's crazy yeah, windy. It's been crazy, crazy weather, weather, so, like, allergies have been gone crazy. But it's getting warmer because I notice every morning oh. where I used to, I'd try to go up and try to take a walk. I'm like, I'd look out on the thermometer. 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 Like, thermometer. <laughs> uh, that's what they call it out here in the West. A thermometer. Back in the Midwest, it's a thermometer. Uh it's, it was always like the 40s or low, like 30, yeah. getting up to the 40s. And that's but just now, a little too chilly, dude. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean I'm sure there's I some like, people. I like layering up. Right. Because then it was cool because then you're like, like when I wear a T-shirt, then my, my gut shows more. But if you're covering <laughs> up with like layers, you can walk down the street and you're like, yeah, I'm getting my workout in. Uh, but you don't look as fat. Uh, <laughs> but uh, today it was like 55 or something like that, yeah, 50 yeah. something. So it's like earlier and earlier in the day, we're getting closer to that yep. 60s range. And eventually we're going to start breaking that. But. Yeah, with this crazy like you know weather front coming through, That's nuts. it's been nuts. But um, and it's crazy because that until I moved out to Vegas, I know we've talked about this before. Like it's funny when somebody said, "Oh, it's going to be storming later on." I'm thinking thunderstorms or whatever. Right. But they're talking about windstorms, and I'm like, yeah. "That's so weird." But it is legit crazy gusts of like 55, 65, 70 miles an hour that. Anywhere else, I think maybe different structures. If you take that into other cities, other places in the U.S., you're going to have a serious, serious damage. But yeah. just the way that Vegas is laid out and maybe with the houses and stuff, the way that they're built, you don't hear about as much crazy damage. Yeah. What we usually have is when um, communications lines go down or, or, you know, like your power go out because the wind goes so hard that it blows over like a generator or yep. something. But um, one, yeah. time I, one time when I lived in Ohio – uh, the year that I lived in Dayton, we got hit by a hurricane in Ohio. That's crazy. I was like, "That's not possible." Yeah. They were like, "They were like, be, be careful because it's coming in from the Gulf." The and yeah, gonna, yeah, yeah. And they're like, "It's going to hit here." And I I'm like, "I remember that." I, I was like, "There's no way." And I'm like, laughing. I'm like, "Come on, you yeah. guys are being dumb. How can a hurricane get all the way to Ohio?" But it did. Like, it knocked out power for a couple days. I'm telling and you, it was crazy. But yeah, we're getting there. We're getting there. It's just about. I always say April and October, so we're almost to April. Yeah. If my, if it's still screwed up in April, I'm going to be mad because I look forward to April in like. Yeah. Vegas, so I mean, if you can get nice. here, if you can get here successfully <laughs> on an airline today, uh, from now on, uh, is a good point to come. Just if you can actually get here. Oh, dude, I thought just you, don't take Air Canada. I was gonna say, I thought you were making fun of me, man, because <laughs> I had, dude, I had. So yes, uh, I went out to uh, to fight League Atlantic uh, last week in Moncton, Canada. I uh, had a great time, man. I love the crew out there, um, and it's cool, man. It's it really reminds me of like the old school days of MMA because it's just it's still kind of in its infancy there. They haven't had a lot of promotions and they're kind of developing the whole thing. And uh, it's a small town, so everybody's kind of hanging out after the fights and that sort of thing. We actually ended up kind of watching uh, all of us watch the UFC together after the our fights were over, and uh, it's fun. But yeah, Air Canada. I had five total flights, right? Because it's not super easy to get to Moncton. Uh, and so on the way there, I was supposed to go like LA from Vegas to LA, LA to Toronto, Toronto to Moncton. 
the whole flight got canceled because the connection was missing. So yeah. I had to delay by like 18 hours, right? Had so that's one of those ones if it breaks down, there's, they just don't have the, the that many routes. That's it. That they're, location. they're like, so we can't. So, the, the, but this is great. I get a, I get a text message. Hey, by the way, your flight's been canceled, but we've rebooked you. I'm supposed to leave on Thursday night. They send me a message. It's like, we've got you booked on this new flight that'll get you in. Saturday night at 8 p.m. I'm like, well, I go on air Saturday at 7 p.m. So that's, <laughs> that's not, quite, not gonna work. That's not gonna work. So anyway, we ended up rebooking a different a different route. But every flight I had, both going there and coming back, got delayed. Every single connection I had, five segments. That's unreal. Every single one of them was delayed, and that's after the initial cancellation. So, uh, you know, I. I Look, I try not to bitch too much about this kind of stuff because, like, look, we're pretty lucky to have the job that we have. We get to cover a sport for a living, and somebody's paying me to come out and call fights. You know what I mean? So I'm trying to gripe too bad. But when it's five out of five and they're all delayed, like, come on, Air Canada. Where are you at? Where are you at? I mean, that's that's – that's that part, and, and it seems to be happening more and more. I swear, uh, it's funny, Jose Young, I sw- that dude's cursed. He is cursed. So every time we go to an event with him, I'm just like, I don't want to travel near that guy at the same time because it's going to break down. But, I, it, you know, and I tease about that, but literally, the, the way that the, the air system is right now, it's just like you almost have to just plan on it, you know. So, like, trying to make quick connections is a, is a mistake nowadays because you're never going to be able to catch your, your, yeah, your flight. Oh. But – yeah, you yeah. got to make sure you got plenty of time. Yeah, so it's like one of those things that I love being able to travel. I love doing it, but it's just not the same. Like, the system is just kind of broke right now, yeah. you know. So, But that being said, it is still nice. Once you make it out here, it's getting nicer. It's getting nice. This weather will not stay. It will not no, stay forever. No, no, we're, we're going to be good. Do you know what's funny as you're talking about Jose Youngs? It reminded me back when I was traveling a lot more than I am. Ken- Kenny Florian and I had a string of trips this was back when we were going to Brazil like seven or eight times a year, and he was still on the commentary team. And so I think at the time he was living in L.A., so him and I would end up on a lot of flights together because obviously from Vegas you got to connect to somewhere, and I would connect to LAX a lot. And we ended up on like three or four or five consecutive flights where it was delayed every single time, and we were always on the same flight together. And one of them, like, like we started joking about how, like, you know, hey, man, we can't be on the same plane because obviously it's going to, like, something's going to happen. And then I remember, I wish I could remember the story. Dude, we were on a flight and somebody died. We had to, oh, like, good God. Yeah, we were, flying, we were flying to Australia. Now I remember, that's right. We were flying to Australia from LAX, and we were, like, ha- had to circle back. Past to, we were past Hawaii. We had to circle back and land to get a dude off the plane that was having a heart attack. Wow. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, crazy. That's funny. Funny how those memories come back. You're talking <laughs> about Jose Young is being cursed. Me and Kenny Florian were cursed for a while. I haven't seen that guy in a while, man. It'd be good to catch up with him. Um, I'm almost back to 100%, so if I do cough once or twice, I apologize. Every every now and then, if I breathe a little too deep, I still got a little bit left. But, dude, did you make it through the broadcast okay? I did, but I was nonstop, like, yeah. counting water and cough drops and that sort of thing. And uh, I wish I could say I watched, but, you know, that whole pay-per-view it's thing. It's a pay-per-view <laughs> thing. It's a pay- Right now, Fight League Atlantic is pay-per-view. You know, we're, we're looking at options. We're looking at things. They're very early in their, uh, you know, broadcasting existence. So uh, we're, we're talking about some things and seeing what we could do so that more people can be exposed to the Fight League Atlantic. Yeah. Product. I mean, it's kind of one of those, it's kind of one of those, you know, you got to take the benefits. You know, even if it's just, how about just doing it for a little bit? build up the, the mm-hmm. fan base and then throw it at them. Right. But I guess I could see where some people are like, you know, uh, you know, now you've gone big. Now you've gone big and now you've gone pay-per-view. So, so but, once, yeah, once you give away the product, right, then it's kind of hard to start hard asking to money for it. So we'll see. Uh, well, I've got good news for you, Cole Coffee. Uh, I, you can watch me work this weekend for free. Uh, Empire <laughs> MMA 4, I'm actually heading to Columbia, Bogota uh, tonight. I'm heading out tonight. Nice uh, about about nice me. <laughs> I'm just, you Look, got your you got your affairs in order. I've never been to Colombia. 
I hear that it's 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 relatively safe. Although I did see like last week somebody got robbed at gunpoint, like a, a boxing trainer got robbed at gunpoint. I saw a headline Ooh. in Columbia, and that kind of gave me some pause. So might be doing a lot of you know frosty beverages at the hotel bar or something like that. Just I hang would, out. I would say a hundred percent stay at your hotel. All right, <laughs> just hang outside. So it'll be my first time. I've been I've been to Brazil. I did twenty nine trips to Brazil, but I believe. Um, unless I'm forgetting a random one that I don't remember, this is my first trip to South America that wasn't to Brazil. So um, just head to Miami tonight and then connect to Miami, and then I'll be there tomorrow morning. Myself and uh, noted Twitter personality Ben the Bane Davis will be on the call together, oh, and it'll cool. be uh, on uh, on YouTube. It'll be actually on the the MMA Underground YouTube channel, of course, on the site as well. So it will stream for free, I believe. Uh, the prelims go live at 6 p.m. Central on Saturday night. That'll be a handful of amateur fights. And then we go pro at 7 p.m. Central uh, for the rest of the night. And it'll all be free on uh, YouTube. So if you want to check that out, do that. And got a production meeting this Friday because CFSC is back next week on USC Fight Pass. We got back-to-back events in Philadelphia. So, uh, yeah. Look at that. Staying busy, baby. Staying on the mic. That's funny. I, I was teasing you. I was like... All those years, you're always on the road, and then you're like, man, I'm glad to be home. Glad to be home. And you're gone more now <laughs> than you've ever been. <laughs> I will say, it is, you're right. I'm traveling as much as ever. But it's uh, the thing that I like about doing the commentary uh, traveling is uh, it's shorter trips, right? Because instead of having to, like, go out Cover on two week. Exactly. Yeah. I don't have to get there for a media day and a press conference. Like, I can't afford your tab, your beer tab. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, uh, we're going to have to set up another show to pay for John's Could bar- you just uh, maybe fly in right before the fight, if you don't mind? Like, <laughs> like off morning, the plane morning and straight of- there because we really can't afford the bar tab anymore. Uh, yeah, no, it, it, we, we had a good time. Uh, and, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll keep things going. I was, uh, yeah, Miami, you're doing Miami, right? Are you going out, yeah. you going out on Tuesday? Uh, yes, Tuesday. During the day? Tuesday, like. Crack it, uh, crack it on. Like I'm doing Southwest. Okay, so six, we're not like on the a same six, flight. Like a six a.m. Uh, Southwest that gets me there. At, like I think four o'clock, four thirty. Okay, something like that. all right. I'm actually going early too, man. I will say this as of, because uh, uh, that is for UFC 287, of course. Still traveling for uh, domestic pay per views, so I'll still be out there. So covering still covering that. some UFC. A little bit of UFC here and there. <laughs> a little bit of UFC. You know, I sprinkle it in. Just sprinkle in a little UFC. Uh, looking forward to that, but I'm actually going out on Tuesday as well. I, you know, when I was younger, man, I'd take those red eyes and you know land on like the morning of media day at like 8 a.m. or something, and just go straight to media day. But I'm not gonna lie, I can't do that anymore, man. I'm it's just, hard. Yeah, I, 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 I think it's I have brutal. to admit, I'm, I'm not the, uh, I'm not the young, sprite, 25 year old yeah, John Morgan. Especially if you take the first morning, I'm getting, especially for me, that I have to check a bag or something. I'm getting up hours and hours before that just to get to the the airport, like two hours before so if i'm getting to the airport at like four in the morning that means i'm getting up at two in the morning yeah i'm an absolute death by the time i get there i'm like i'm gonna be completely useless and uh and just no fun even less fun even less I'm, even <laughs> less fun than i am now it's usually so fun to be around, so all fun around fight week oh. it's fight week kenny so funny <laughs> <laughs> oh man all right usc 286 was this past weekend uh did get to watch it afterwards. It was fun. It was actually kind of cool. We, uh, I had it pulled up on on my phone during the fight, so we were kind of eyeballing the fights a little bit while we were watching the fights. But then we went back to the hotel afterwards and watched it. Um, haven't talked to you since, man. I mean, 
I, I, it felt like in the immediate aftermath there were some people that had some problems with the, with the scoring. I, I feel like as the week has rolled on, I've heard less and less complaints yeah. about it being a bad score. I, I didn't have any problems. I, no, I, I felt like a draw could be in play. Like, I wouldn't have hated the draw with the point deduction. Because which, of the point deduction. Because of the point deduction, which I can't complain about the point deduction. But um, overall, I did score for Leon Edwards. And, and this is the thing I said on the end half episode that <laughs> night, is that if it was pride scoring, obviously it's not. But if it was pride scoring where you were just – Judge the fight as a whole. Tell me who won the fight. It feels like Leon Edwards was the guy that won the fight. Yeah. They just did more damage there. So yep. uh, overall, no issues with it? No, no, because, I mean, I was leaning towards Leon anyways. I thought he was just sharper, crisper, uh, even though there might have been times where maybe the, 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 the strike count didn't show that. But judges and refs don't see that anyways. But by the time when I was watching the rounds, I was like, yeah, no, I mean, I had no problem. I mean, I, and I think even if you gave it 2-2 going into that last round, I mean, he did better going in the last round. So, I mean, I had no problem with it. Yeah. Um, in fact, I think it was maybe in, even in the fourth round or something like that. I even wrote into our Slack channel. I was like, and still. And somebody was like, well, wouldn't that be something? Blah, blah, blah. I was like, are you guys not watching the same thing that wow. I'm watching? Wow. I was like, I, I thought it was pretty – clearly that the momentum and that yeah. unless Kamaro came up with something crazy, I was like, I don't see him getting it, you know, because he just didn't seem like the same the same Kamaro. Like, I agree. You know, when we start hearing things like, you know, that maybe he was carrying an injury through training and he wasn't able to do whatever, all that sort of makes sense because it looked like he wasn't fighting 100% even that night. Yep. His takedowns, you know, the attempts were usually at a point where he was um, – not doing well. Was, they were rushed. They didn't. He didn't set up any of them. Um, they were poorly timed sometimes. Like it didn't seem like his normal self. So it just felt like, I don't know what. Uh, which makes sense that there was maybe an issue in training because I felt like maybe he wasn't going a hundred percent in training because he just looked out of sorts. Right. You know, and that could be partially about being in enemy territory. The whole week, you know, you have this guy that's. Every time you try to get in his head, it's not working, you know. So maybe he didn't have the same sort of swagger going into uh, fight night, even though he was saying all the right things and he was playing the, the the role perfectly throughout the week. But, you know, this is a guy that credits himself an actor now as well, you know. Um, I did finally see him in uh, Wakanda Forever. Yeah. I, for, I almost forgot he had, that he was in there. I, I saw it. it. But he had like a speaking part, right? Like it wasn't just like, like a line or a two line, maybe. Still, yeah. Like when they walk into like the big chamber where the queen is there and they're talking about stuff. He has a line where somebody, uh, one of the guys was like, like uh, our people, is this, you know, this sort of happened because these guys weren't doing their job. Oh, you got – and then and then in the sense of that Kamara was defending the people. Like, oh, uh, you, you think we ain't doing our shit? You know, blah, blah, blah. And that was about the extent of the line. But he, you would see him show up in other parts of okay. it. But it was just whenever they get these group gatherings, you know, like uh, Wakanda, like the different forces, even though like the Black Panther was like the head bad honcho, there's multiple tr uh, groups, clans, if you will. Right. Kamara was like head of one of those okay. or at least – the guy that was at the front of that of one of those clans, yeah. So it was, cool. it was dope, man. And he, I mean, you look at Kamaro's body. He looked apart. He looked apart. Yeah, one hundred percent. But uh, going back to this week, I mean, like this is a guy that I think he believed that he was prepped for it, and that he that he didn't think uh, he thought he was going to see the same Leon that he that we saw right. when they fought before, and it was not the same Leon. This was a more confident, if anything, um, just working on being able to shut down those those takedowns. The fact that Kamaro never had any real good luck with that. And then the time that he almost did, he did the, the fence grab. You know, like if there was ever a time to cheat, that was a perfect time because that would have actually given um, some really good 
uh, location for Kamaro to do some damage, but you know, he just never got he just never got established. You I talk, felt like Leon did a good job of, of shutting it shutting it down. Hundred percent. You talk about the psychological and the confidence. And I was saying like I didn't catch the moment uh, live when I guess you know Usman came over and, and Leon did the like headshot thing at him during the yeah. face off. I didn't catch that live. But what I did, like, was at the start of round two when Usman came, like, fast yeah. to start the round. And Leon was, like, hands down. I was like, no, make him back up and go back to the center of the game. I thought that was yeah. – you know what I mean? Like, he could have just been, all right, shit, he's here. I better keep my hands up and defend myself. And he's yeah. like, no, that's wrong. Back him up over there. I was like, oh, that's a little – I didn't, I didn't catch that part. Oh, that was a little I didn't see the other there. part. But, but, I mean, it was the same thing because even the, the fight before that happened the, uh, the last time they fought, Kamara walked over yep. and got in his face. He yep. just didn't do it. But this time he's like, you know – you know, I got Don't your care. number this time. <laughs> so, all right, so let's talk about the two things. Because, number one, I was a bit surprised. After the, after the result, I was a little bit surprised that Usman kind of got on the mic and was like, yeah, man, I won't be out long. You know, I, got, I like to stay busy. I'll, I'm going to take a fight soon. I honestly yeah. thought, not that he would necessarily retire, but I could see him just going like, what do I have left to accomplish? Yeah. Like, there's nothing for me to do. And I, I do wonder, I mean, I, like, I just as I look at the list of, of, of the top rankings, like – I'm not saying there aren't fights that don't make sense. I mean, there. I mean, there. There are fights. I mean, there's. You know, you. If for some reason, I don't know. Maybe you want to do a Burns rematch, or if some. You know, I, I don't know. I mean, there, there's names you can put together, but there's no fight that I look at and be like, "That's the fight I gotta see right now." Yep. Um, maybe him and Bilal for a number one contender fight. Uh, depending on, we'll get to that in a minute on everything else that plays yeah. out. Maybe that would be the most sense as like a number one contender fight. But other than that, that'd be good for Bilal to to finally get something like that if he can't get the actual. Yeah. Title, title shot. I mean, well, it let's just make sense. so I guess we could just tie it all together rather than trying to segment it. But I will say just, just to, to, on that last little yep. point, I had actually put that in our channel when the things, uh, you know, when the fight was ending. I said, uh, 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 I forget how I phrased it, but I, I said that Kamara was going to retire. Yeah, I thought he was going to retire. Yeah. There, but I was like, because what else do you have to do? You want to really work your way back up to a shot to a guy that now just beat you twice in a row. Nope. And then you hear in post that Leon's like, that chapter's done. Right. That means Kamaru's really got to do his thing. But, I mean, this is also Leon that thinks he actually has a say in the fact of who he's going to be fighting next. I mean, I, I appreciate what he's trying to do. That just means Dana's going to have to – they're going to have to pony up some money or yep. it's going to get to the fact that he's got to realize if he doesn't take that fight, they're just going to make an interim fight. They're going to come up with some reason to give an interim fight. They want that fight to happen. And if the UFC wants it to happen enough, you would think they would just say, okay, here – there, this is the amount of money. Give me some money and get it. He's already got his champion contract, so it's not like the money's going to change anything. The UFC want this fight to happen, so I could see where at some point we're like, well, you're under contract. This is the, this is the fight I'm offering you right now. If you don't want to fight it, okay. I'm going to offer it to you again in six months' time, and then once you get to that point, if you don't take it then, we're going to make an interim title because you haven't defended the belt in mm -hmm. X amount of time. So they're going to force his hand eventually to have to take that fight. It sucks. But um, I it, going back to just Kamara, I just I just assumed it's done because there's no reason to try to go back through this thing. He has he has nothing left left to prove. It's just about trying to get some paychecks, so, and, and he could get that elsewhere. But honestly, I I, I was thinking that he's just going to hang up his glove. He's just going to work on acting. You know, I like, mean, I do. Why, you know, he always talks about he hates being away from his daughter, and I do yep. wonder if maybe he gets home you know, takes a look at his finances and goes, you know, we could probably make this work the way it is. I kind of just want to be at home right now. So we'll see. I just don't think there's any fights that just jump out at me. Um, all right. Here's what I really, really hate about the history between me and Colby Covington. It's that anything I say, I'm sure somebody is going to be like, well, that's just because he said this. It's not. But I just don't believe you can make a case that he's the most deserving contender right now. And I don't understand 
why there's a hesitate. I mean, why does Bilal Muhammad have to go fight Shavkat Rachmanov? I don't get that at all. I mean, yeah. I do. To me, right now, to me, Bilal Muhammad is the number one contender and should get the next title shot. Now, I do say that if Jorge Masvidal were to find a way to beat Gilbert Burns at USC 287, a tall order given their stylistic matchup, but if he were to find a way to do it, I would completely understand why Jorge Masvidal would get that fight, even though he's even though he's not I mean, necessarily the just asked for it. Yeah, exactly. Even though he's not I mean, the most deserving contender, there's a really compelling storyline. It's a fight the champ wants. I totally understand, but I just I don't get why Colby Covington why they seem just hell bent on giving him the next shot. He's lost two out of his last four fights. One of those being the guy that we're talking about, George. If Jorge can. Uh, I, I'll always want to call him George because that's what he fucking started as. I know. Uh, if Jorge can win it, yeah, I can see it. But, I mean, the dude's won two out of his last four fights, and that's going back to 2019. I mean, he, he beat Masvidal in 2022, then lost to Camaro in 2021, beat Woodley in 20, fought, uh, lost to Camaro. Dude's fought five times in the last three years, four years. It's ridiculous. I mean, like, there's there's no reason for it. I mean, I get it. I'm not I'm not mad at it because I mean I like I'm looking forward to the shit talking or whatever. But yeah, right. I feel bad for the guys that have been doing their doing their their shit and actually been sticking around and, and doing whatever. But I mean, I don't know. Call me a hater. Tell me to do ten push ups. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> I, I know. But that, I agree with you. It, I, it's I just, just crazy. I, it's like, I wish there wasn't any kind of personal involvement between me and Kobe, because then I could make the case and not feel worried that people are going to say that I'm putting my personal feelings into well, it. Well, he's just going to hate you on anyway. Like, I know. He's literally attacking anybody and everybody these days. His his uh, attack on like Anik the other day was so radical. What is that so even? Crazy. And dude, and I'm sorry. Hey, we've talked about it. Race, religion, family, dude. Don't don't leave your kid. Like maybe you think that's a funny line that don't leave your kids without a father or whatever. Maybe yeah. You think that's funny? That shit ain't funny. No, that's not funny. I mean, eventually he's gonna say the wrong thing, and somebody's gonna you know, eventually somebody's gonna call him on it, and it's either gonna be something physical or it's gonna be something you know. All he, all it's gonna do is just it just takes one day to piss off a dude that has lots of guns and weapons, and then is it, are people gonna be sad if Colby's taken out by because of shit that he says? Probably not. You know, there was a point where I think a lot of people would be sad. Nowadays, I don't know. It's just crazy because I'm just like, Kobe, I get it if it's just a stick and it's just whatever. But, I mean, like, dude, you're, you're the more evil and the more bad that he keeps pushing out there, it's just going to come back on you at yeah. some point in some bad form. And I'm definitely not – I'm not saying hate crazy people with guns. I mean, who knows people that own guns? Like, <laughs> nobody nobody here owns any guns. Uh, Don't come rolling by the cost of their cold <laughs> coffee. That's all I'm saying. I'm just saying, man. It's just crazy because I thought it was really funny, too, seeing all the fighters and everybody come out of the woodworks. Like, and it's like a treasure for these people. Like, people take their positions and the people that they like really, really, you know – hard like now you're going at a guy that a lot of people like you mm -hmm. know and now you got fighters who are like dude if you come say some shit i'll be there or whatever you know what i mean it's just it's just nuts but it, like i don't get what he what he hopes to get out of attacking like just a a, a commentator like that you have you fallen that far that now it's just a matter of that's like what like connor now connor just attacking and lashing at everybody and it's just like now you get why half the people in Iron a lot of time don't seem to really like him anymore because of his actions. I think there was a point in time when everybody in America loved Colby. Now there's a certain large group of people that don't give two shits about him because everything that comes out of his mouth is so erratic and crazy. You yeah. Know? I think there's a fine line in 
because what do we always say, right? The, the fighter's worst enemy is apathy, right? You don't, you want people to care about you one way or the other, even if it's to hate you, like Floyd Mayweather. How many people bought pay-per-views because they're like, I want to see Floyd lose. I want to see Floyd lose, right? Yeah. They're still buying it. But what you just said, I think it's starting to get – it's starting to get so much that you just go, I don't care what he has to say anymore. You know right. what I mean? It's just like – it's one thing if somebody gets you riled up and they get you fired up and they're so clever about doing stuff that it's just like, they really yeah. – I want to see somebody kick his ass so he bad. Was, he was really cl- – like, it, the stick was really clever at first. Yeah. Like, like what what happened with Anik, that wasn't clever at no. all. Like, I love some of the shit up that he used to do with, like, the Trump stuff. Like, the the setting, like, the, he would set the whole room up. He'd set the scene. He'd have the red phone. He'd have the posters and the pictures on Guys the background. Like, on. I love it. I yeah. love it. Like, he was fucking fantastic at that. And then now just some of these other ones are just more, like, erratic. And it's like uh, – I almost wonder, like, if it hurt more. Like, I feel like it's more personal, and he's hurt more because he has, he didn't take the time to set the scene and make it look as good as it could be. Right. That it was more just like out of a passion, like just eh, whatever. Yep. But I don't know. I mean, it, nobody could ever say anything about him as a fighter. He's no, an incredible, phenomenal. incredible, phenomenal fighter. Wrestling, cardio, like, and it's just, it's just tough crazy. stylistic matchup for I, anybody. I, think, I give him better chances against most of the guys at the top of the division. He's going to beat most of the guys. But it's just the it's stuff. Real that, good chance against Leon. Just the stuff real good just, chance against Leon. I I would not count him out. I, I think he – I think he. I mean, I know when it comes down to the strike, and it's just a matter of if Leon can do what he did – to Kamaru and not give him a chance to get the takedowns right. and get get his hands on him, then yeah, I think he could piece him up. But Kobe's got a good chin. I mean, like, I mean, he could take a punch and he's got some decent power too. So yeah, I mean, if that if I had to pick that right now, I think you know, as weird as it might sound, I think I probably will lean Kobe on that one. I'd pick Kobe. Yeah, and it's just it is what it is. It's just some of the stuff off to the side. Maybe I'm just taking a person because I'm tired of every time they attacks at you. That now I'm getting mad. I'm just like, <laughs> God damn it, just stop it already. <laughs> But um, it's just it's just crazy because I I remember when um, we would have great conversations with him and he's a genuine nice guy and yeah, then yeah. now it's just every time he gets on there a lot of times it's it, the stick turns on and then it's just I, my ears turn off you know and it's unfortunate because I like the things most of, I like a lot of the things that come out of his mouth but sometimes it's just like oh, man really I, I thought the latest rant was a bit much man it's just like come on man I, I it just, is I thought it missed the mark man and and again I just I don't know. Start talking about that you're gonna kill somebody. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's not. I, I'm, and that sucks because I, I like the dude. I just I don't know if he. It's, it's weird for me to say. I don't know if he's at a rough spot right now, and that's why he's acting erratic or whatever. But it seems like that's been like the last year or two. Like shit's been weird or whatever. Maybe the last three years or something. But um, I don't know. My life's a bit of a shit storm. How can I quote on somebody else's <laughs> shit storm of a life? But whatever. Uh, but yeah. But it's crazy that you're able to jump the line because I feel bad for Bilal. I mean, Bilal, I would like to see Bilal and Colby fight um, because I think that would be a lot of fun and a lot of uh, questions right there. But, you know, if you ask me again who I'm going to pick in that fight, I'm, I'm probably going to lean on Colby on that one as well. I agree. But I think that's the fight that – See, if, that, if fight would had make, to, that fight would make all the sense. That fight, to me, makes a lot more sense – that's then, a pure number one contender. Like, why does Bilal have to fight Shavkat? Like, he just fought Brady. Like, why? Yeah. why you know what I mean? Like that's that. A, oh, that's a bad matchup. Like, anybody getting thrown Shavkat is 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 bad. Like, if Shavkat fights fought Leon like right now, 
without a doubt, I know who I'm picking. Absolutely. It's I think, just, I think it's he'd be ridiculous. the betting favorite. So why the F are they trying to just knock? It's almost like they're just mad at <laughs> Like, he didn't do anything wrong. Why are you going to put him up against that? You know, that's just crazy. Um, and, and, and the other thing with Bilal is you got, you got the history there too. You know what yeah. I mean? Whereas we say, okay, we get why Masvidal could leap, the, leap ahead because he's got the history. Bilal's got the history too, you know, with the whole no yep. contest thing and the eye. I mean, that's – dude, there's something there. So – I don't know, man. I just this this one this one leaves me scratching. Most of the times when the UFC makes a decision, I go, "All right, I know you don't like it, but let me explain to you why they're doing it, or let me explain to you why I think that." You know what I mean? Yeah. Here, I'm just like, "What? What do you think about all the the little rumors and stories off to the side of? Uh, is it's he doing it because they're dropping to drop the lawsuit, to drop charges, and drop lawsuit or whatever?" I haven't followed up on that legally to see if that's the case, but if if so, I'll be honest with you. That would make a shitload of sense. If so much that's sense. the reason, then I'm like, well, cool. well played, Good UFC. Job. Good job. Like, yep. this is dirty. We we needed to go and away. Good on Kobe too. I mean, like it was it was kind of a just a weird bad spot, you know. Like, one George was in the wrong to do what he did. Uh, on the flip side, Kobe was egging him on like anytime, anywhere. Unfortunately, it happened, but it happened in a shitty way. Like you yeah. don't jump somebody, you don't whatever. Like that's just shitty. You guys could literally have gotten paid to fight. Yep. Like that doesn't make any sense. You did get paid. I you mean, could you have did, did it again. Yeah. You yep. could have did it again for even more money. It didn't make any sense. But um, for that to sort of go away and and by him, if it did happen, agree to drop those charges to get possibly one of the biggest paydays of his career and to possibly get your hands on the belt makes so much sense. I mean. Shoot, if there was ever a golden lining to get jumped on the street knowing that it could possibly lead into you getting a, a, a potential title shot, I'm not saying that people would sign up for that sort of thing. Right. But, I mean, it certainly would be a nice uh, silver lining to a bad situation. But I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't be mad if that was the case. I mean, of course, I'd feel bad for Leon because he wants to feel like you earned that title. You earned the chance to kind of have a say in your career. But unfortunately, I mean, it's so funny because this is the this is the you know, in looking at Dana, this is the guy that says, "Oh, we don't match make on fight night, we don't whatever." And it's like, well, this seemed like it was already in the works. You brought the guy in there to weigh in to be a backup for the fight. Like, you already had this in the in the works, like for who knows how long. And supposedly, um, I think Bond had said on like the spinning black click that uh, Edwards Camp knew going into that week that. Colby was coming out so like this right. had been known for weeks or whatever so regardless that Colby said oh I got the call and then the next day oh, I'm on the plane there's no way that's true. that wasn't the situation definitely you know? not true. but it's just it is what it is and here's another thing too that uh that I would point out to some people uh that because I, I saw a lot of people trying to put a timeline together right where, where guys were oh, I didn't know your manager might know and decide not to tell you as a fighter because it's just like that's true I don't need to distract you like I need you to focus like, I need my client to focus on I'll that's tell him if yeah, yeah. Comes, you know what I mean like and and because yeah, we, we've heard when family issues mm-hmm. when somebody's like uh like I feel like we had that happen recently where some there was not maybe a death or maybe it was a death and they didn't tell the fighter till the end or or it was something along those lines I feel like we had something like that happen yep. recently because they they understood you know like what it's going to do like if you want to give them the best possible chance him or her to to fight their best is this the kind of situation you hold back. I mean, hopefully you would think that they had that conversation with the family and they made yeah, a group, yeah. they made a group choice to decide uh, instead of like, my manager took my phone earlier in the week and I, it was so weird. I, I normally talk to my family this week, but uh, 
Yeah, I mean, you're right. I, I guess I didn't really think about that. So, yeah, I mean, the, the 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 word could have been passed down, you know, quite some time. But looking at that that team in that camp, I would think that Liam was fully aware that of what was going on that fight week because nobody seemed surprised when it was coming. It wasn't like they were like, "Oh wait, Kobe's here this ki- you know this week." That's weird. Why is he here? You know, that's that wasn't the case. So. But it's just, uh, man, what a crazy, crazy situation. You just yeah, I was trying to search for court records to see if by chance, I, and I can't find any right now. I need to dig deeper. I was trying to check some of the court filings to see if I could see if maybe a case had been dismissed. Uh, well, that's the thing. I mean, like, depending on how the, the case, I know in some situations, say if Colby went and wanted to press charges or, and they're like, okay, well, we're going to open up this and we're going to press charges because you as a plaintiff or you as whatever are filing charges. It's another if a lot of times, say, the police hear about an altercation, they make their own investigation, they reach out with the party, and they say, okay, this happened? Okay, well, we're going to press charges that this happened. At some point, it might be out of Colby's hands to even stop it. Mm-hmm. You know, it could be then the uh, the, State the, picks the up state's the case. like, okay, but if your primary witness says, I'm not going to testify. Then they don't have much. Then they don't have a case. Yep. They're going to drop it anyway. So they still have some sort of leverage. So if that is the situation, um, I mean, and this is what, came out but who knows i mean it's a great it's a great conspiracy theory you know it's a great whatever i mean if it is what happened it totally makes sense it makes a lot of sense and uh i mean i ain't hating on it you know again you know you feel bad for the guys that are kind of getting jumped over but you know am i going to tune into that fight and be absolutely stoked to watch it fuck yeah yeah i mean it's great i mean like colby and leon it's going to be a fun fun fight i mean people saw when people saw him against usman everybody's like okay their styles match up, you know, and then it turned out to be a great striking match as well, yep. you know. So I'm, I'm, maybe this is one of those ones where we're going to be surprised at how Colby's striking has advanced itself. You know, both of them he's have had, the he's means had time to, not to make get real down. improvements, right? right? I mean, he, he hasn't, you know, he hasn't been staying busy in terms of competition, but you know, he's still training. He's always training. Yep. So maybe I mean, he's made car- some leaps and bounds. His car- I mean, Leon's got good cardio, but it's not on the level where Colby uh-huh. is. I mean, granted, Colby's fought, in, you know, he fights once a year or whatever, but. Uh, you know, he's staying busy with all the ladies, you know. <laughs> you virgins, cardio in you the virgins, bedroom, though. <laughs> you virgins wouldn't understand what I'm talking about here, but the man stays busy, so his cardio's on point. See, that's the dorky stuff that I can deal with. Like, I love that, that stuff shit. cracks me up. Like, it's so dumb and cheesy that it, it cracks me up. Every time he gets on there, like, a video with, like, him with the girls, I just fucking love it. It's him. hilarious. It's just trolling, and that stuff makes me it's laugh. Fun. It's fun. I'm going to kill you, John Edding, and your, and your kids aren't going to have a father. Not, fun. Not funny. Not funny. Not funny. All right. Uh, all right. <laughs> thing about- you sound like a very virgin over there, sir. <laughs> uh, all right. Listen, uh, the, the good thing about this weekend is I'm going to Columbia. The bad thing is that means I'm not going to my home state of Texas where the USC is, San Antonio. Uh, we've done some cool events at the AT&T Center over the years, both USC and some WC cards back in the day as well. San Antonio is actually a, a pretty cool city to go hang out in. But a big, big Bantamweight fight, Marlon Chito Vera and Corey Sanhagen in the main event. I love this fight. It is absolutely going to be, I think, uh, off the charts fun. Uh, I mean, these dudes are tough. I think, um, you know, Corey Sanhagen usually a bit of a quicker starter than Marlon Vera is. So I think those opening five minutes are going to be a little bit tense for Cheeto. Um, But, you know, both of these guys are, are creative. They're exciting. They're fun. I think this is a phenomenal main event, and I'm excited for it. I will say... I think both these guys are viewing this as a little bit of a number one contender fight, and and I, I just still feel like 
Marab Tavalishvili is in the driver's seat right now. And, and, you know, obviously some of that's going to have to do with what happens with Aljamain Sterling and yeah. Henry Cejudo and what he does. But, I, I, you know, we've talked about it a little bit, but I really am of the opinion that Aljamain's going to go to 45. So I think he's going to, you know, he's talked about it, and I've never heard him say anything different than the fact that he wants his brother, Marab Tavalishvili, to fight for the title. And so he's willing to step out of the way to let him do it. So to me, as much as I love this fight, I don't think it's a number one contender fight because I do think Marab's going to fight for the tie next. Maybe it could be against the winner of this fight, but I kind of tend to believe, because I honestly believe if Aljamain beats Cejudo, he's going to 45. As we talked about before, if Cejudo wins, he's going to 45 because he wants to be a three-division champion. So I think it's going to be, if I had to guess, Marab and Sean O'Malley next for the title. And I feel like this is to be like right behind that. I think that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I mean, they still—they definitely want to stick to their guns, you know. And it, it even was brought up. Somebody brought it up to Sanhagen about how the way that Marab and Aljo are sort of uh, not wanting to fight each other. And he's like, it's kind of admirable. He's like, I like the way that they're carrying themselves. Cool. He's like, we'll see what happens if it actually comes down. And they say, right. well, sorry guys, this is what's going to happen. But he actually enjoyed it. And I thought it was pretty refreshing to see here another fighter kind of give them uh, props for yeah, doing that sort of thing. That is cool. I didn't I mean, see I that guess yet. That's I guess good it's one thing to say that, you know, if you're not in the situation, but, you know, um, because, I mean, in this business, we've seen so many times where, you know, friends eventually have to fight each other and and things change. And one of the things that he was saying, he's like, you know, um, some things are more important uh, than just a title. You know, that's I guess that's kind of easy to, th- to say in theory, but when you start looking at, at life-changing monies and things of that sort, you know, uh, it's it's one thing to, to, to stay true to a friendship, knowing that, you know, you literally could be changing your, your whole family structure. It's easier if you're the champion that's already got some money in the bank yeah. to say that I will not fight my friend. It's just not worth it to me. Yeah. Then if you're that number one contender that hasn't quite gotten those pay-per-view points yet, hasn't yeah. quite gotten those million-dollar paychecks yet, and then you say, well, we're friends, we're but friends. wouldn't my friend want to give me that financial <laughs> opportunity to help right. me out? So it's, I think this only becomes an issue if Aljamain doesn't move up. Now, again, he's still right. got to beat Zahudo first, which that's no easy task. That's a phenomenal fight. Can't yep. wait for that one um, stylistically. Yeah, because he could easily lose. Say Henry doesn't go up. He could easily say, "All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna sit back. I'm gonna let my boy get take a shot, and they can stay in the same division. And then they just have to deal with the question if one of them is able to finally get the right. ball back. And then that decision of who has to leave the decision uh, the division that'll come back up. So it might not be all just bad news if he does lose and right. he doesn't decide to go up. But at some point he's gonna need to either step back because they're gonna say, "Well, all right, well you were just the champ. Now we gotta." Wait, I can't give you number ten to fight for your next one. Right. You know, you got to fight the guys that are right there fighting for the contention. Or why are we going to keep you as the number one contender or close to that top? But I would think that he would try at least to step back. And I think if anything else, I mean, uh, that would be one of the cool things that you'd hope you would see more happen in the division is that friendships actually stay friendship and stay very friendly. You know, like supporting each other. You yep. know, because um, that's the stuff that I think can mean just as much too i mean like yes it'd be really really cool if, if someday they could say oh man remember aljo had the belt for a while and then rob had the belt two best friends that were two of the best fighters ever but even if they, one of them doesn't get the belt you know people could still say man two of the best friends that fought at the top of the division and it's a kind of cool story it as is. well instead of to hear like oh man they were two best friends then eventually money got in the way it, and then and that know, happens all the time and then they all, never talk to in each all other. walks of life it happens man yeah. and, it, and it is true i mean again 
if you're poor, it's easy to say, you know, yeah. the, I mean, if you're rich, it's easy to say rich, that money yeah. doesn't matter. If you're poor, it's kind of hard to say that money doesn't yeah. matter. But there are things that matter more than money, and, and, and friendships and relationships like that are a big part of it, you know. And it's kind of cool to just see that in sports at, at, a, at a professional level as well, to understand that the stuff that makes – that makes sense at when your kids growing up, the stuff that you learn to treat your friends, right. You know, your friends are always going to be there to know that that can, you know, possibly play a role in your professional life as well. It's kind of like one of those things that you hope exists, you know, that shows you that they're still good in the world. You know, it's not all just money and dog eat dog, you know, like there's still a, a point where you should be happy for your, your friend and, you know, and try to help bring your friend up. But so I hope, I hope it works out, man, because, um, I love I love hearing these these stories of fight camps and these fighters that you know go through thick and thin and um, yeah. these friendships that are bonded together. You know, it's it's awesome. I mean, part of it too. I mean, yes, it's it's always great to see these guys get in there and beat the crap out of each other, but it's also cool when they're not fighting to to see fun stories when they're actually hanging out and enjoying each other because then you get to see a different angle. You know, like I don't need to see you guys fighting all the time. You know, it's cool to kind of see just like doing real people stuff, mm-hmm. you know, and just enjoying stuff. So I hope it works out. I hope it works out. I do too. Um, like, I think, I think we're not yet to, cause I've seen a lot of people kind of like, it's getting close. It's getting close. We got to let that happen. After May, yeah. that's when we start finding out where, is there a problem here? Right now, I don't feel there's a problem. Yeah. It's worth monitoring, but it it's one of those ones. Itself out. That's right. You don't have to worry about it just yet. I think yeah. we're okay, but we'll see what happens after May. So yeah. uh, big, big, big main event, uh, co-main event. Uh, Holly Holm, I think 41 now, just looking shredded, which is absolutely insane. But when hasn't she? I know. It's, it's just amazing <laughs> the athlete that she is uh, against Yana Santos, no longer Yana yeah. Kuniskaya. She has made the name change there. Uh, so that one's a big one at women's bantamweight. Um, I think, uh, you know, the one that you and I are probably most excited about on the uh, main card, Nate the Train, baby! <laughs> <laughs> Nate Landwehr is in there against uh, Austin Lingo. Who Austin Lingo, by the way, I'll just throw this out there. I think is like uh, my dad's favorite fighter. Oh, really? Yeah, he, he met him in Dallas, and so now oh, he's like, okay. now he's like all into his career. I was like, why? <coughs> That's funny. He lives in Dallas, and he met him, and I guess See, they had oh, like, yeah, a, he's a Fortis boy. Yeah, so I guess they uh, they they talked, and they said, you know, and it's like, you know, hey, do, do you know my son? Oh, yeah, I know your son, et cetera. Et cetera. So they kind of bonded a little bit, but That's it was awesome. funny because you know he he lost his fight two weeks ago uh, when his opponent uh, had a medical issue, and it was like my dad's like, oh, I was bummed for Austin Lingo. I told him, I was like, I told him, I was like, yeah, I forgot you're a huge Austin Lingo fan. I'm like, yeah, don't worry, they're gonna get him rebooked. He's gonna be back, uh, but he's got a tough one on his hand. And uh, Nate the Train, baby, he's uh, a yeah. he's, he's a lot of fun to watch. Uh, Andrea Lee versus Macy Barber. That should be fun. That's a really good fight. I'm yep. really excited about that one. The flyweight division, obviously, now everything seems fresh. I used yeah. to say that all the time that I had a hard time getting excited for women's flyweight fights, just because I'm like. Yeah, but are you going to beat Valentina? So what are we really working yeah. towards? But now it's like, oh, I got a little something in there. Yeah. And then uh, I, I love I'm, – I'm just – I'm a flyweight junkie. But Alex Perez versus Mel Cop, that should be a phenomenal fight as well. Yeah. Meaningful in the division as well, so I'm super excited for that. Uh, and then the main card kicks off with Chidi Njikwane versus Albert Dureyev. Uh And then down on the prelims, you got some – I think you got some fun fights. You got some some things that could be entertaining. Nothing really in terms of uh, ratings or yeah. rankings impact or anything yeah, like yeah. that. I mean, anytime Daniel Pineda gets in there, he's going to have some fun against Tucker Lutz. I mean, there's some names on here. So, overall – you know, this is just that that kind of thing that happens, right? You have a big pay per view, and you got titles, and you got divisions moving, and you got that, and then you get to the fight week the next week, and you're like, 
Ah, this doesn't have quite the names on it, but I will say just on paper, I think the main card is pretty damn solid. I think it's getting yeah. hated on a little bit more than necessary. I think if you really look at the matchups, there's some fun ones, some meaningful ones. I think there's yeah. going to be some fun fights. I mean, they just like people, this is not a pay-per-view card. This is not a pay-per-view you know, card. You know, like, like we just had a great card. You know, the main co-main for the last event was just absolutely sick and just, just stupidly good. Yep. It's not going to be like that everyone every every time. And this, the main I think the main event on this is absolutely fucking awesome. Yeah, Vera and Sandhagen. That's a, that's an incredible <sighs> fight. I mean, it's carry obviously it's carrying the take, the whole card. Take out uh, what it means in terms of division. Don't even right. just those two guys going against incredible. each other. Gonna be a fight. It's gonna be incredible. But yeah, I mean, like uh, you know, top to bottom, is it all crazy great names? No, but I mean, it's gonna be a, a lot of fun. I mean, I'm I'm excited to see Haley Cohen. All hail. Yeah. <laughs> She's so hot. Uh, but, no, I mean, it's it's going to be a lot of fun. I mean, CJ Vergara, like Daniel De Silva is going to be a fight, a yep. good fight one. Um, who's one that? Steven Peterson, Lucas Alexander. That's going to be a good one. always fun. Alexander, so, yeah. I mean, uh, top to bottom, uh, is it one that you're going to, you know, oh, man, you got to catch everything, you know, like. Everybody, tune in. Drop what you're doing. No, is this one of those cars? No, I mean, I'm sure you could skip some fights, but top to bottom, I mean, again, this is another one of those ones where uh, people probably the next day are like, "Man, did you see this?" Because yeah. some crazy shit happened, you know. I, mean, I see a lot of people hating on it. I think if you really look at the card, it's not as bad as people are. Like we've no. had some. I mean, look, we've had some cards where I'm like, "This could be rough." Yeah, I don't. I don't, see I don't that. think this was. A, this by no means is one of the worst cards that they put out no. lately. I think it's a decent card. I do too. I think it's a decent card. I do too. And it's a busy weekend, by the way. Uh, there's a lot of other stuff going on. Uh, one is back on Prime, Prime Video on Friday night, so yeah. I love those Prime Video cards. I'm going to try um, to make sure I actually tune in. I, I, keep, I keep forgetting because for just for some reason, uh, it, these wonder, Fridays get me. I wonder how I can watch it in Columbia. I mean, I can just use a VPN. I hate saying that. I hate saying I could just use a VPN because that's. I think that's illegal, but... I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you're going to be in Columbia. Like I imagine stuff that they, happens I'm there. I'm sure there, they turn has there, turn the eye every once in a while to is things it, that happen. Isn't Columbia like just buttoned up in terms of legalities <laughs> and really strict on things? I mean, if there is a place where you have to stay in between the lines, I'm thinking Columbia is that place. In between the lines, I see what you did there. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, man, you know it's funny. Uh, uh, before I forget about it again. Um, I was trying to do online. I was trying to say who had better barbecue, Dallas or San Antonio. Ooh. The search that comes up online says San Antonio gets the gets San Antonio has better barbecue. People, most people say San Antonio. Wow. I don't know if that's true or not. I don't know if that's true or not. Now, Mexican food, San Antonio. I mean, crushing it in the, in the Mexican food. They they they, they got it. But better yeah. barbecue. I know that's what. Uh, do a search. Do a search, and you'll get the same. But it said San Antonio barbecue, or Dallas barbecue, and this one just right off the bat said San Antonio named best barbecue city in the U.S. Blah blah blah. That's what I love about Texas. When you you got good barbecue, There's good barbecue. You got good Mexican food. I was gonna tease and say San steaks. Antonio ain't got good barbecue. I'm like, well, I'm glad I didn't say that because mm. supposedly to the web and the web never lies. But it's on the oh, internet. It's, it's got to be internet. true. It's 100 percent true. You read it's it. Got to be true. So uh, now I'm kind of jealous because I, I love going to barbecue <laughs> joints. So I'm like. I would have liked to have been there to go have some Texas barbecue. I mean, you can't go wrong with Texas barbecue. We had great barbecue in Dallas. We had great barbecue in Austin. Mm -hmm. I mean, San Antonio. I think have we been. I feel like we've been in San Antonio before. It's all a giant blur. I just oh, yeah. you know, anytime we go to to Texas, we always try to eat the um, barbecue. But, oh yeah, Austin, but I San Antonio. But that just struck me because I didn't. Go, I didn't think I would have thought that Dallas had a better reputation. 
But according to the internet and my quick Google searches, which makes it true. It's an AI deepfake. That's it. These search results brought to you by the San Antonio Chamber of Commerce. One championship. Did take a hit today, actually. They just announced today that Rotang was supposed to be in the main event, and he is out with an injury. Oh, I did not hear that. Yeah, so that was unfortunate because Rotang is super lucky. That was going to be a phenomenal kickboxing matchup. Instead, Daniel Williams stepped up. So that will be flyweight men's main event. A co-main event is women's Muay Thai world title as well. Alicia Helen Rodriguez uh, took some time off to become a mom, and she is back after layoff. Meanwhile, Janet Todd, the only, by the way, uh, United States representative in terms of striking title holders in one championship, is trying to get a uh, – she's already the interim title holder, so she basically already has two titles, but uh, she's trying to make it not interim and make it undisputed. So she's yeah. an undisputed two-sport title holder. Hey Ham is in there, Hamderley Silva. Uh, so it should be a, a fun one on uh, Prime Video on uh, on Friday night. And then you also have this weekend on Saturday morning, I believe, uh, the start of PFL Europe. So that is kicking off this week. So uh, they are, I guess it would be, well, it's, it says it's actually pretty late, later than I thought it was. So 6 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. Eastern. I wonder if it's on tape delay because it's over in England. Oh, no, I'm looking at the, sorry, I'm looking at the wrong one. Just kidding. Ha, 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 ha. I don't even see what time it is. It it is on Saturday. I think it would be during the morning. Uh, it would be on Fubo Sports. I, I apologize. I don't know what time it starts at. But PFL Europe is kicking off as well. So PFL is about to be real busy, man. They got the Europe season kicking off. They got their yep. regular season kicking off here in three uh, weeks in a row. Three weeks in a row in Las Vegas. First, we did a, the seventh and the fourteenth. We did a media day yesterday, which yep. was which was cool to do. Uh, Bubba Jenkins was there. He was in some rare form. Yeah, uh, I thought his I thought his interview was really really good. Yeah, I thought he did. Uh, you know, and I know we did interviews with him in the past, but I just thought he was on point. He's man. getting more and more comfortable. Yeah, he's getting more man, and more. Was, uh, I think he's he is fantastic. That was the best scrum we had. Although Sadabusi was pretty funny as well. Sadabusi was good, but yeah, I think I, I agree with you. I think uh, Jenkins stole. He stole the he stole the show. He did, and he uh and he had some things to say about Chris Wade. He had some things to say about hopefully he'll fight uh, Brendan Lockdown again in the finals. Uh, Sadabu did kind of crack me up a little bit because he was talking about uh, what what do you say? He was talking about kind of like doing some good with his money and all the things he was doing. And oh yeah, and then, well and then, and then they're like, but that means you're not going to buy a Lamborghini or, or like have coming here with four watches. He's like, well, I didn't say that. <laughs> crack me up. He's like, oh no, I'm spending some money on myself too. So. <laughs> Sadabu's a good dude, man. He's he was fun to talk yeah. to. I thought all the, yeah, all the guys. I thought all I thought the, uh, that was a good media day. Like uh, Bruno Capalotta, Marcelo Nunes, where it was just Seymour flat. But uh, all the fighters they brought had good personalities, yep. and uh, yeah, I thought it was fun. But yeah, Jenkins was really good. But I got excited for that fight after after watching that. I was like, dude, I'm because I'm actually going. I'm going to cover PFL one and PFL three. I think. PFL 1 and 3. Yeah, because you'll miss 2 with me because you'll be in Florida with me. Yeah. I'm going to miss PFL 1 because I'll be at CFSC. I'm going to miss 2 because of USC, but I'll be at 3. So, I mean, yeah, you'll cover was, 3. But I was excited. I was excited after hearing all that. I was like, dude, I'm kind of I'm kind of pumped. Yeah. I'm pumped I'm, PFL. I, I, and I'm anxious. I'm anxious. It is cool that they're doing Vegas. Um, I read an interview somewhere where Pete Murray said, don't expect this to be a one-off. Expect us to, to kind of come there probably every year a little bit and do some shows in Vegas. So, I like that a lot. Um, I did speak with Pete Murray as well for uh, Sports Illustrated um, and talked to him about the Dan Hardy signing. And a couple of things I found really interesting. Number one, um, he made it very clear that Dan Hardy's role is not going to be like some kind of figurehead type role. Like Dan is going to be boots on the ground, uh, helping out with everything, helping identify up-and-coming talent, you know, people that they can potentially sign, being a local 
brand representative and, and kind of representing uh, the company uh, over in Europe and England, of course. Um, so it was pretty cool. He had high praise for him, and he said, look, man, uh, you know, just Dan Hardy gives us legitimacy. You know what I mean? Like he's so uh, knowledgeable and such an expert in the field that he gives our brand legitimacy by being associated with them, and that's what we want to do. But th- then he also said, look, this is the first of six regional leagues that we're going to launch within the next two to three years. So they want to do the Middle East, they want to do South America, they want to do Asia, and have like these regional PFLs. And he said, we'll have a, a Dan Hardy type guy or girl in each one of those regions. So I thought that was pretty cool to see. Like they want to have like these really super knowledgeable, like not just, hey, we're going to take our American product and we're going to go into your backyard and yeah. you're going to like it. But no, we're going to we're going to adjust our product to be localized to, be to localized. your region. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty cool approach. So. That's certainly how you're going to build lasting relationships with the places that you're putting on events. You know, it's one thing if you go to an event in a location like, yeah, hey, we're we're, you, we're buying your hotels, we're eating your food, but oh, by the way, the event's going to be at three in the morning. Right. Yeah. We want your people to come. Yep. You know, like no, I think it's I think it's great, but yeah, to even have it really, you know, fleshed out where it's with the the local flavor into it, and I think we see half the cool shit like. Especially when promotions go over to like Japan and some of these other ones, when the artwork incorporates all that stuff, and when you yeah. see a lot of that in the elements in the actual show production, I love it. Yep. It's so much cooler than, you know, the same sort of feel that you get in, you know, wherever Utah, Boy- Boise. Yeah. Like I don't want to have the feel of an event in Boise when they're over there in like Tokyo or somewhere cool overseas. It's, it doesn't make any sense. And I think it's a fair like a, a criticism of the UFC. Like the UFC has done such a good job of dialing in their product, right? Like they know, yeah. like it's they've nailed it. Like they do the best they presentation. They have a great template. They have a great template, <laughs> but it's the same no matter where yeah. it is, right? It looks yeah. the same. It's it's uh, and I think probably one of the reasons it would probably resonate for you is like I know you're a big college football guy, right? Yeah. College game day right what a great job they do of like hey we're on this oh, yeah. place so you're gonna see and you know it may seem like silly cheesy stuff but they, you know they come back from a commercial and here's the local bar around the corner where people yeah. are drinking here's here's yeah. the food that they're serving over here and you really see that place and i yeah. agree man i think oh, there's a making me miss home oh I'm right. like is it time for football yet little, little, are we football season yet <laughs> yeah, are just, we there yet just about five months out baby it's almost <laughs> here if i close my eyes we're almost there <laughs> but I, I do think that there's something to that right we're to give a little bit of that local flavor and um it's kind of cool Oh, man. I remember when the UFC used to have a product, a little show that was on the UFC.com called Local Flavor. I wonder who used to do that. Man, I, I noticed uh, the videography skills on that were sharp. Oh, they were incredible. Man, I wonder who was that. That's funny. That was uh, So you and Fiasco did a lot of those, right? Yeah, along with along you, and, you, Fiasco, and Megan Olivi? Yep, yep. That was that was uh that was ours. You guys, that's right. I forgot about that. You guys went and did that. Love that one. You guys would go shoot at like restaurants. Yep. And, and then they're like, well, "How's this sell pay per views?" I'm like, "It doesn't. It's just cool because we're in the town." <laughs> I used to. Oh man, me and the me and the VP fought about that over and over. Well, but what is this doing really to turn around ticket sales? I'm like, it doesn't. It just shows the city. The city's happy we're there. Yep. We show a little bit of culture, and it was cool. It was something totally different. But uh, yeah. Whatever. That got nixed. Fuck you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us how you really feel. <laughs> I still hate you, sir. <laughs> I'm not bitter at all. Not bitter at all. Uh, so there you go. There's your uh, there's your MMA lineup for this weekend. So a lot of stuff to watch. You got the PFL One Championship, USC All in Action. You can see Empire MMA Four on the uh, MMA Underground YouTube channel on Saturday night as well. So there's something to maybe have on in the in the background. And then of course. 
uh, over at patreon.com slash the MMA Roadshow. We will have the and a half episode. Uh, maybe, uh, depending on what the schedule looks like, maybe I'll see if Ben wants to jump on and, and give his take on some stuff. I don't know how it's all going to work out in terms of time. I don't leave oh, until yeah. Ben late. brings some flair onto the show. He would bring some flair. I don't leave until like late Sunday night, so I, I may record. I couldn't get a flight out uh, in the morning that was like a reasonably priced, so I'm actually not getting home until Monday afternoon, but that means so maybe we'll record it on Sunday or something, depending on how yeah, the schedule Yeah, that'd be cool if you can get him on. I'm sure he wouldn't mind. I'm sure he wouldn't mind. Last thing I do want to say, uh, this whole Conor McGregor situation. Um, another situation where I will say, uh, similar to the bantamweight division right now, I would say let's not get all up in arms yet. Um, but I am really interested to see what happens with this thing. And I'm not trying to pick on Conor McGregor at all, but if they really do, and you saw this kind of come out and said that they didn't really see a reason to give him a waiver for the six-month period. Um, and, and, you know, I guess – you know, Connor has kind of said, "Hey, my understanding is I just need to do two tests and then I'm good to go." Yep. If they two give if they give him a waiver and, yep. and the UFC gives him a waiver, like I think that really just calls into question the integrity of the entire program. One hundred percent. I just I think they have Which to I make him do six months. Sh- I'm sure they're going to do. <laughs> That's. <laughs> I just they're <sighs> going to say Dana has already set the groundwork where he doesn't have to take any ownership of that for the like the right. past six months or year. He's like, that's not my deal. Call I'm Jeff Nowitzki. Call, call Jeff, Jeff Nowitzki. It's not, it's not us. That's, that's, that's Jeff's group. That's USADA. That's whatever, you know, we're over here just making the matches that fighter that people want to see, you know? So yeah, I'm, I'm going into 100% believing that when Connor's finally able to give two clean tests, they're going to give him a waiver, and then and then that's it. And I'm know? not saying this to pick on Conor McGregor whatsoever. I'm not. I, no, you know what I mean? If you can do it, why not? I, of course. I'm just you know? like, hey, I, again, I think it was wise for him to do what he did. I said all along, yeah. hey, if you can step out of the program it's, and, and, and take some things that are going to help and aid your healing and get you yeah. back faster, do it. Yeah. I don't blame and, – and, and, and you're right. I can't blame Conor if, if he applies for this waiver and they grant yeah. it to him. Like He's not doing anything wrong. He's he, playing the system, and if the system allows him to do it, there's nothing so wrong I'm with not that. picking on him, but I'm just saying if they if USADA or the UFC does grant him this, I think it really calls into question the integrity of the entire program, and I think I hope that they're at least considered. I know some people don't like USADA anyway. I get yeah. that, but I've always felt that they try to do things the right way. Do they always nail it? No, do right. they don't always get it right. But do they try to do it the right way? I feel like yeah, they try to do it the right way. Every conversation I've ever had with Jeff Nowitzki, that dude is incredibly educated, incredibly informed. Yep. And has uh, integrity, and really seems to me to want to do things the right way. I mean, you look at, you know, Donna, obviously that that's involved. I mean, oh, yeah. a, a, a woman of true character and integrity. You know what I mean? Like they're like those two people right there. I, I mean, I would never question anything they do in terms of, uh, you know, their, where integrity is decided. But if this is granted. I just think it throws the whole thing. It's like, well, what are we even doing anymore? Like, at that point, if you're going to yeah. do that, like, why are we even doing this? Well, and it, what's funny, because, I mean, if they really wanted to, they could just say it was purely USADA's decision. USADA decided to do whatever. Connor put a thing out, and they could just step away and say, we had no say in it. But obviously, we know the UFC has some say in it. This is an organization they're paying to level the playing field. I mean, if anybody thinks that USADA wasn't good for at least trying to level the playing field, you're wrong. I right. mean, like, it was great. Do they do everything right? 100% of the time, or is it very frustrating in how they sort of carry themselves, whether they respond to certain things, requests of information? There's definitely faults, but to think that there is no good out of this situation because it, it causes fights to not happen, you know, you get most people that will say, like, if two fighters agree to fight dirty, just let them fight dirty. Dirty in the sense right. of taking supplements, sure. taking shit, sure. that, taking whatever. Yep. Be juiced to the gill if they agree to it. It's about those that don't 
know that don't go into a situation knowing that their opponent they expect somebody's going to try to hold them to a certain even playing field and that's what it is but you know i could totally see where they're just like well you know usada made this decision uh on their own and we're just honoring them you know they've decided to do whatever it could go either way i'm i'm happy with uh whatever sort of comes out of it as long as our fighters are on board and understand what's going on it's a little annoying but it's funny when you brought up connor I kind of forgot about the exemption thing, even though it's mm-hmm. been what we've been talking about. I thought you were going to talk about uh, his uh, coach's rant recently where he was bashing on everybody and anybody. <laughs> everybody. That's not, that's just not his coach. Just Kavanaugh. Just Kavanaugh is the, the only, only good one coach doing it right. in the world. It's finally paying <laughs> dividends. It's finally paying dividends. You, I was just kinda, like – You, you got to think even Kavanaugh was like, bro, like right. they're – they're pretty I good mean, coach. I, I appreciate him <laughs> supporting his boy and talking his boy up, but to, to take such cl- uh, clear shots at, at other guys that have clearly proven themselves to be good coaches was just just another one of these things where it's like, bro, what what who pissed <laughs> what, what, in your yeah, fucking yeah, cereal what, what that day? What did they do to you? Like it's just really ridiculous, you know. But uh, <laughs> that was a pretty know. wild one too. I'm like, it's what just, is going on? It's just crazy. But yeah, I mean, and last thing for me on the you side, I'm I'm going into 100 percent expecting that he's going to get the exemption, and it is what it is. Uh, he has a game opponent on the other side that's like, dude, I don't care. Let's just make this fight happen. He just wants the fight to happen. Chandler doesn't care. Connor fought two weeks from now. Just make the fight happen. He right. just wants to get that money and get in there, and I get it. And he's confident that he's uh, able to beat him uh, on its own. But man, when you saw those two square up the other day, Connor's big Dude, he's boy, huge. bro. When because the at the other at the pay per view the other night, he walked right by me. He actually like gave me a fist bump, yeah. or whatever. And I, I didn't even see him coming out of the corner of my vision. And he's like, oh, I gave me a fist. And I looked up. I'm like. He's huge he's right boy. now. He's big. When they, when they squared up, I was like, "Damn, Chandler, you need you need him to drop some weight, dog." Because Chandler's got to bulk up. I mean, one, he's getting up height. He's going to give up some reach. Yep. Chandler's tough as all get out, and he's got great power in his hands. But Connor's got great power, and if great he's coming power. in, if he's especially coming early in, on, man. And, 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 and what do we know about Chandler? Chandler's exciting. Why? Because he gets hit. Yeah. And he keeps coming, right? Yep. But but when Connor hits you. It could be a bad night. It could be a bad, especially the way he's looking now. Yeah. Like he's, he's looking jacked. He's just huge, dude. It's it's night and day. I mean, like he was always jacked and ripped before, but like this is this is like just it's insane. It's yeah, it's insane. It's like cyborg Connor, man. So it's many big nuts. fights coming up. I'm excited too because you know it, I will say this kind of first quarter has been kind of a pain in the ass for me because I kind of made the decision that I wasn't going to travel international to pay per views, and yeah. then they did like three of them in a row or whatever i'm like okay well i guess i'm just never doing it but now yeah. we're like all right we got miami next month we got new jersey the month after that i don't think we know a spot for june doing yet jersey. not doing jersey no i think uh i think bonbon is doing that one all right yeah which is fine yeah. i have a love-hate relationship with jersey anyways oh, it's, yeah <laughs> it's, a little, it's a little different place a little different place no effect no offense to any of you if you're my jersey people on here don't 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 shoot me don't hate me, but yeah, I've had some love hate stories in Jersey, but I, I I'm not, I won't, I don't. <laughs> this is like, but this is like last Jersey, week's episode like where you're travel. like, <laughs> it's like last week's episode. You're like, oh yeah, by the way, I got arrested one time and got fired and whatever. But I'm not gonna talk about it. I mean, don't even worry about it. We're like, what? He's <laughs> like, yeah, I've had some. We got stories. I've had some There's drug stories. deals go wrong in New Jersey, so I'm out on that. Okay. Yeah, no, yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Do we know? We don't know where June is yet, right? We don't know where June is. No, obviously July's International July, Fight International. Week. Look forward to that. Yeah, so. no, I haven't even asked about June. It's so funny. I just, 
you know me, I just take it week by week. I'm like, have I looked at the fight card for this yet? This week yet? I mean, I let the I let the people that like break stories about oh where it's gonna be, and they start you know oh I better book my travel. I'm like, if I don't look, does that mean I don't have to travel? <laughs> <laughs> or travel as I as I thought I travel. Like, you thought you were so clever. I was like, I can't be the first one to say it, but yeah, it is what it is. But you yeah, you know Kansas City. Uh no, that is uh oh Nolan King is Nolan King's doing Kansas yeah, City. Yeah, Nolan in Kansas. Kansas. I like Kansas. Yeah, Kansas City's a good. I mean, I've, good town. I've caught a couple uh, Invicta FC fights there as well. I like Kansas. Did you really? Yeah, I like Kansas. I oh yeah, I love I love uh, I love me some Invicta. But yeah, for a while there, Kansas was like their everything was yeah, out yeah. Of there. Um, but yeah, uh, that'll be Nolan. So I'll be helping him remotely and stuff. But uh, that's another place that got good barbecue. They got good barbecue. Yeah. Mm. I mean. Phew. You send me places that have barbecue. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Barbecuejunkie.com. Barbecuejunkie.com. <laughs> All right, listen, I'm going to head out. God, still a little bit of cough. It's almost gone, but when I breathe in a little too deep or I laugh a little too much, I still cough a little bit. So hopefully it's been two weeks, man. Maybe another week it'll be it'll be good to go. So, Did you ever go uh, get a check? I bet you had bronchitis or you had something. Yeah, because it's still like real deep down in my yeah. lungs, man. Yeah, yeah, definitely had something more than just a, a run of the uh, run of the norm cold for sure. But I powered through it, damn it, because that's what we do. <laughs> all right, Empire MMA four this week. Uh, all the stuff on uh, on the television. Next week is when we get back to business. CFSC back to back events for CFSC. So we'll certainly be talking about that next week. I'm excited for that. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go to soccer practice and then head to the airport and. You're going to run some laps on the side? No. Are you like one of those dads that runs along with the kids? No, that's weird. Uh, <laughs> I do. <laughs> like, sit down, Fred. Fred, Fred, you're looking like a jackass. <laughs> you're looking sit like down. a jackass you're right now. like a jackass, Fred. Sit no, down. no, no. But I do I do uh, enjoy going to practice. And uh, I did jiu-jitsu the last two nights, soccer tonight. And I uh, always enjoy spending time with the little man. So, anyway. Yay. Patreon.com slash the Roadshow. Appreciate everybody that supports us over there. We will do the end half episode. Uh, like I said, maybe Sunday, Saturday, late Saturday night, depending on how things go, because i got to get done on the mic first and then watch the fights. And then maybe I'll see what uh, Ben Davis is up to and see if I can talk him into putting on a headset. Hell yeah. In the meantime, everybody else, thanks for listening.